0: and welcome back to cheeky crypto my name is Nick
1: and my name is Chris and Nick what we got to cover today I can't get my words out what's going on with me
0: not entirely certain what's wrong with you Chris but uh, well we've both being I've incredibly been trying to Ill. figure that out for years uh... <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so yeah we're going to get into the markets we'll have a look see what's going on with those uh, cryptocurrencies see what's happened in the last 24 hours um, we'll get into the live chat We'll have a catch up with all the viewers here today. Let's have a look at a few charts and uh, you know have a pretty chilled out Monday evening stream. Nothing too strenuous, nothing too crazy. Um, And yeah, anything else you want to cover, Chris?
1: Um, (coughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, like, um, (laughs) I see the admins are having a lot of fun with some of these um, Hmm. scammers that are using our name and logos and stuff. Um so just be careful out there guys there's lots of people trying to scam people out of their crypto. Um looks like this one's from Nigeria. Um yeah it's just bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And um, but apart from that Nick no like you know it's another good day for crypto right? Yeah
0: so um let's let's jump down and get into what's going on in the market and then um then we'll jump into the live chat and see how everyone's doing let's uh let's start off with uh taking a look at the market so coin market cap guys we have a 2.45 trillion dollar market and trading volume is 106 billion dollars with bitcoin dominance at 47 percent and ethereum back to 18 percent and ultimately we have seen bitcoin kind of hovering around some key areas we'll probably have a look at the bitcoin chart at some point i'm sure um and obviously ethereum's performing relatively well in line with uh with bitcoin there now ultimately there are twelve thousand eight hundred and thirty five crypto Currencies now, which is an awful lot, Chris. Um, so it is important that you guys do your own research. There are, of course, uh, plenty of influencers across YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and, you know, TikTok for you know, if you name it, they're kind of there, right? Um, and sometimes those uh, influencers are paid to talk about a specific project and uh, maybe. You know they are not telling you that they've been paid maybe they're just reading a script you don't know and but doing your own research is going to help you understand whether or not those projects are worth investing in or not and again you know it's important that you do that research it's going to help you avoid those um scams projects those uh, rug pull projects etc but also help you identify those diamonds in the rough those absolute hidden gems uh, of altcoins so again no substitute for it guys Uh, don't just take our word for anything it's important that you do your own research and dive deep into what is going on um inside those cryptocurrencies and you should be fine um so on that note let's um let's just actually zoom out a little bit here and take a look at the market of cryptocurrencies that we're investing in there's a little bit of a list um so we have bitcoin up 2.2 uh ethereum is pretty flat cardano's um you know slipped down below that two dollar fifteen level um but relatively flat nonetheless uh we've got xrp at 2.2 in the red Solana's is down pretty much one percent Polka dot 1.4, Litecoin's half a percent in the green. Avalanche pretty flat. Um, Chainlinks down 2.7, Algorand's down 2.5, Stellar's half a percent up, you know, not too bad. and um, V Chain's uh just uh, pulled back a little bit by 2.6 we got uh, hedera a uh, hashgraph at 1.2 in the red l runs down the 0.7 harmony um, and 3.5 zillica pretty flat anchor has been on an absolute stormer it had actually pushed up I think like 30 percent, and then had a small pullback doing really well with anchor and um, some interesting things going on with the anchor chart Um, we have got fetch ai 2.7 uh, percent in the red we got uh, v4 um, 1.8 AGIX, uh, pretty flat. API3 3.6 3. in the red. MultiVax down 2.1%, down at 1.7 cents. Uh, S Dow's down to $2.21, uh, 1% down again. Ultimately, I'm not overly too concerned over this. The the project is actually looking to um to kind of get their first dynaset across the line shortly as well. So that's going to be super interesting to see how that kind of stuff all kind of comes to fruition. Um we've got DSLA making moves 47% in the last seven days, um up 2.2% today. Silos uh, down six point two uh, we've got Shopex down nine percent uh, Vent Finance down three percent Evi up twenty-seven point three percent um, and Spark's not yet out, so ultimately a bit of a mixed bag. I wouldn't say there's a huge amount of opportunities in a lot of the the kind of red areas. And um, some interesting moves have been made with Anchor, for example, and DSLA in the last little while. And um, but otherwise, you know, the markets aren't looking too bad, Chris. Anything else you want to add on that?
1: <laughs> um, just you know, there there is somebody's uh, put it here. I can't see it now, but I was going to talk about it. The, the you you might not be aware of this one: the, the crypto eats rug pull. Which was basically like this big elaborate like rug pull that was done where people could put their money in, but it was all green candles, Nick. You couldn't um actually pull your money out. Um and obviously once it got to a certain point, they uh they pulled all the liquidity. Um so you know, lots of influencers in um not just crypto, believe it or not, but you know, in, in various different um I guess sectors of social media have been <coughs> sort of uh sort of talking about this one and uh one or two crypto influencers, but you know, some of the the more younger generation of, you know, just I don't know, money hungry, I I don't wanna swear <laughs> type <laughs> of people. Um so just be careful out of there, guys. Um, you know, lots um of research should be done before you Part with any cash, and it doesn't matter who the influencer is, right? It could be a pop star, it could be you know one of these you know idiots that boxes um, and and does like funny YouTube videos, you know. It doesn't really matter, you know. Ultimately, you've got to do your research. Yeah, lots of TikTok um, influencers, um, uh, you know, have, have, have basically been caught out with this one, um, but not you know some of those guys aren't gonna aren't gonna care, right? There's going to be no consequences for for those guys that were paid to to do that but you've got to do your research that's the point that i'm trying to make here it's really important even when we're saying stuff right like nick and myself we are honest um you know and yeah i guess that's a rare thing these days but even when we talk about stuff we might miss something it happens we're human this is why we always say go do your research. Even when we're talking about projects, we're like, you know, we're always saying it, right? Because we think that it's a fundamental thing. You guys might stumble across something that we didn't. Um, you know, we think we've got a good level of uh, research uh, and and we dig fairly deep. But you know, there are projects that people dig deeper on. Um, you know, and are able to perhaps get into people's backgrounds a little bit easier than than what we can. So you know, with all that said you research before making any investments regardless of who it is and people don't always tell you um that it's paid content either you know so yeah yeah it's really important
0: absolutely so chris do you want to get into the live chat see how everyone's doing and um maybe we'll take it from there
1: yeah let's let's have a look so i think we'll probably start we've got a super chat from ben really appreciate that dslata please please i beg of you Um,
0: yeah so let's let's take a look Let's load up the DSLH chart here. So, okay guys. So, there isn't a huge amount of data available um, for this one. So, let me just uh, get our timelines together first. So, uh, basically we have data running from March 2021 on KuCoin uh, within trading view here so only a total of uh, 202 days so it's not a huge amount of data and um, not a lot of anchor points to really be referencing um, but obviously we can see some pretty good moves that were happening most recently right they've taken us on this daily chart um, from some low areas down here of around half a cent Um, yeah half a cent pushing us up to basically one cent before pulling back a little bit. Okay, so obviously significant pullback to a degree, but obviously now holding good support where there was previous resistance. Okay, so the resistance was coming in here at 0.00798. Okay, and this is basically your 236 area on the charts. Okay, basically from our high that was achieved at 2.6 down to the low and during that kind of uh, fourth wave correction where Bitcoin dropped from 65k down to 28k. And in the case of DSLA, we dropped down to 0.00241 okay some fantastic opportunities this whole yellow box area down here was my buy zone Uh, and again down here was an opportunity where we kind of veed in and out of this area okay so again we were able to kind of pick up a little bit of additional bag um, of this one on that journey to the upside when we were anticipating a bit of a pullback back back into this buy zone but we actually pulled up um, at uh, 0.00474 and then we started to see this traction move to the upside now and we actually take a look at this from a slightly different perspective if we grab hold of the arc so many of these cryptocurrencies in the space have been and basically following a bit of a um, cup and handle pattern and this is something you can also see just here on the chart here's your cup and I think this might uh, might not be a best example because it does look like this actually probably is a bit too deep we'll just check that let me just quickly see if that is uh lower yeah so that doesn't really count as a cup and handle but the, the the concept of it is the same as what most of these altcoins have been um following right which is basically um that pattern of a cup and handle so we obviously have the cup, then we had the handle now in the case of dsla it's not a cup and handle because we did actually pull down a little bit too low um here with this kind of v bottom and um, with that being said this particular pattern is something that we've seen on multiple different charts over and over again, right? This particular kind of uh, double kind of a U shape, right? And um, in, in the case of DSLA, we have pushed up, uh, not in the couple handle kind of position, taking us to that next level, but um, taking us to a significant point in time, which actually puts us at uh, that one point, uh, cent and again this would be the area that we actually were tripping down to uh, just below the 382 on the initial pullback. so obvious resistance coming in here as we were overbought on our chart on that stochastic rsi so as we look for support we're going to be now checking to see that lower timeline to see exactly what is going on as you can see we are really consolidating down here lowering our stochastic and if we actually come back down retest this area of that um let me get that right for you guys zero point zero zero seven nine. 9. if we actually come back down retesting that i think that's going to be the catalyst to then take us back into this overbought area but again what we need to do is actually see that volume come in and we can actually see there was a huge amount of selling pressure right here that basically brought us down after actually surging up to that uh, that cent level Now there are still pockets of buying as you can see just inside the um, volumes and um, but they are quite rare otherwise the volumes are still relatively low okay so it's important that we obviously acknowledge what is going on in terms of that volume it has actually pulled back a little bit and the volume did actually increase as the price was pulling down so the sentiment isn't quite right yet and um, for a big surge to the upside but dsla is a protocol that i do think is going to have huge potential in the future i do think it's going to do well this particular cycle but to manage those expectations i'm not expecting it to do a huge kind of dollar value this particular cycle we can kind of see it moving up to maybe 10 cent um, at a bit of a push um, but other than that I think ultimately when we think about 2025 and 2030 those cycles those particular bull runs they're the ones that are starting to look really in, uh, incredible for DSLA because of what they are offering to the space so um, for now I think it's performed quite well had a good surge to the upside looking for support if the support holds we can continue that growth to the upside as the rest of the market heats up um, but Chris is there anything else
1: that you want to add for um DSLA? just a quality project nick and um you know it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that people were saying that it wasn't really doing anything there was a little bit of concern sort of popping in and out of the the, the comments and the social platforms that we're on and um you know for, for me like i'm just never in doubt when it uh, when it comes to, to dsla i i really do think that this is an amazing project that's <laughs> gonna yeah you know, it's gonna do remarkably well and it's really really needed in the space so um for me yeah it's you know, it's going to continue to to do what it does these things take time right um it doesn't happen overnight
0: perfect yeah uh, right uh, what else is going on chris
1: so we've got another super chat here uh paintball for life i know you love that name um appreciate that uh i i'll have 40k to invest in the bear market i have 100k vet. Five K Ada, sixty three Elrond, seven uh Polly and two Ave. Uh do you think putting ten K in Koti, ten K in ETH, ten K in AVE, and ten K in Elrond is a good idea in a bear market? What are your thoughts, Nick? Uh I, I wouldn't
0: go near ETH uh personally. <laughs> um so so for me basically guy I you know, guys um Ethereum it has it hasn't exactly performed well? um and it's still, obviously we're, we're part way through the bull run it's still going to do well um but ultimately i don't anticipate um you know our ether actually being a long-term kind of um project that's going to do well i think that actually you know you want to be looking at projects that have potential to you give you you know, tens of thousands of percent in gains on your portfolio. And uh, a good examples of this particular one, I know I talk about this a lot, right? But we have things like VeChain that moved 18,000, Harmony One that moved 18,000, Anchor moved 34,000, Matic moves 52,000, Ethereum moved 5,000%. So when we talk about, you know, the bear market, do we want to be investing in a cryptocurrency that would have to move significantly higher in terms of dollar value? To give you the same kind of percentage yield or do we want to find some other projects that actually have some serious potential that are yet seriously undervalued obviously ethereum is a slightly safer bet as do they often refer to these things as um, but obviously with that comes less uh, you know rewards right um, but obviously, sorry less risk less rewards higher risk more rewards right so and um, it's getting a bit of a balance what is your tolerance to uh, risk Um, For people like uh, us, we we are kind of risk adverse, but we're also willing to take um, that kind of gamble on the projects that we've done solid research on, right? And therefore, you know, Ethereum to me is it's useful; it has a use case, and I have ETH, but I'm not actively investing a large amount of my portfolio in it because it isn't getting those percentage yields that my portfolio desires. Um, But Chris, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, like we always have this this conversation right around eth. I know we're moving away from the question. Should we answer the question and then Yeah, sort of... okay.
0: Um so for me I would avoid eth. Cody seems like a an interesting one. they absolutely. Uh, Elron's pretty good as well. Um <laughs> and you know maybe you want to kind of consider ADA as well. I think there's going to be some opportunities in that uh, as it kind of builds out its ecosystem. Or polkadot. Or polkadot, <clears throat> Solana.
1: Um Yeah, yeah. like for, for me the, the the eve side of things is it's one of those like we're not going to be like agreeing with the bulk of people out there probably you know uh and when i say the bulk of people you know your hedge fund managers that you know are very popular and you see them on youtube <clears throat> um you know everybody um you know the the bigger youtube channels um you know, that talk about ETH and put it on this pedestal, um, you know, it's got first mover advantage. And that is 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 I guess about it. The fact that it's becoming more finite uh in supply, I think interests me. Um and I think that's what is getting a lot of people going when it comes to to ETH and um thinking that it's gonna do really, really well. And you know, in essence it could potentially do that right and and be more valuable than say bitcoin for example um but you know then you're getting into to, to a different sort of i guess conversation right and for me that's around like what is its use case going to be you know long term right um so yeah for, for me it, it, it's a bit early to to say that i fully agree with what you're saying, Nick, in in regards that you know you're not gonna get that that huge uplift in, in price. 8k I'm out when it comes to ETH. I've said that a long time. I think I was one of the first people to say ETH could get to 8K um this year. Then everybody started saying 10, then we saw 50 and, and silly numbers, right? Um so I do agree with what you're saying though, that there are better projects out there to to be investing in in the fact that you're going to get larger returns i think yeah completely agree with that um yeah i probably wouldn't put 10k into ETH, but i would put some into ETH, just more as a punt than anything um i mean all these people can't be wrong right that's that's the way i look at it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you know ethereum has a use case it's got a lot of um projects currently built on it but and as i've said quite often I, am, I anticipate with the amount of faster, cheaper, more secure blockchain platforms and ecosystems that are coming out now, you know, market share is going to be divvied up, right? Projects are going to decide to leave Ethereum to move over to other, right? So I mean, the whole space itself is going to shift and change, um, you know, and, you know, it's the same with the internet age. We say it before, you know, AOL was a uh, top dog for a very long time. Um, first mover advantage etc but you know where is it today it's definitely not in the top 10 uh, when it comes and, to email providers
1: yeah and, and this is the thing you know first mover advantage is a big deal but it isn't everything it isn't everything that's required to stay there because you need innovation and like let's be honest have they innovated quick enough uh, and, and well enough In comparison to to others i don't think they have and i think you know for for all the the crap that cardano seems to be getting right now uh, around you know being a stable coin and all this sort of like fud that you see out there the fact that you know there's people saying that there's problems when there isn't problems things just take a certain amount of time to get over the line um, both from a cardano point of view but also from the projects that are having to learn how to to, <coughs> to basically you know use a different code to, to to move things forward and you know work in different ways in order to to be able to do things that they would do differently on say ethereum for example you know i i, I do expect you know there to be huge price increases when it comes to to cardano but i think we need that transactional volume um so you know i like a, I like all of those projects that you're talking about, adding to, to your bag there. Coti thinks, you know, it's even now it's undervalued. I think they're they're doing, you know, amazing work and uh, they're gonna continue to do that. I would be taking a punt, but I won't be putting ten K into ETH. Um and the other two, yeah, I, I agree with those. They seem like solid projects that, you know, are gonna sort of stand the test of time. So I don't think you're going wrong with, with that. Obviously it's not financial advice, it's just my opinion. Um, but yeah good good selection of projects
0: fantastic what Uh, else is going um, on chris
1: right um there's another super chat here chili's super hot lovely fantastic Um, yeah chili's
0: is your sore subject isn't it chris
1: it is it's one that i um felt was going to do really really well and we could have got in so so early and i didn't so yeah it's one of those like it is a it is a project that i will be sort of getting into uh in the bear market for sure um uh, building up that that portfolio um yeah it's going to be interesting can we have some ta on S Dow.
0: certainly can um it's just difficult but yeah that's um it looks so so crazy when i actually load the chart up for Estal. um <laughs> There they go, it's a little tiny baby chart. Um, basically, we only have data running from the 7th of July, obviously, right? So, mm-hmm. a total of 103 days, and um, so not a huge amount of information, which makes uh, you know, technical analysis more difficult, but um, it does allow us to kind of see what's going on, right? We have an AB, see, this actually could be an impulsive wave to the downside, and um, which could be an interesting one to kind of watch out for. What have we got here? Let me just get my bearings. Uh, interesting to the upside okay so it's really tough without knowing the context of everything else that's kind of going on in the background um but looking at this it's definitely impulsive looking at the downside so let me uh find where it? It's in it is. so um if we have those impulsive waves in the same way that we have them to the upside we can have them on the downside and um, we definitely appear to have um yeah that should have actually gone so it's not quite as impulsive as it looks we should bounce and then come back down maybe i think there's an opportunity to basically pick up some bags here potentially lower but it's not the best it's definitely not the cleanest and um, let's see what's going on so obviously we have got the high that was set at two dollars and sixty three on the launch uh on here this is against tether obviously a uni is where we're getting our data from Pulling down to the low on the 20th of July at uh, 90 cent then we surged up massively right so and we took uh, this basically from 90 cent up to our high here uh, which came in about just over six dollars uh what was that that was six dollars 68. okay a 638 percent move um, and then obviously we're starting to see this pull back now we haven't found necessarily the bottom just yet and um, but we can of course see if uh you know how things how far likely this is to, to fall down right so we'll go ahead and grab that fib uh, and we'll see what's actually and get that the right way around first. so we'll take it from the lower end down here and move that up right uh to here um so as we can see uh, as we start to retrace down we're really consolidating now on that 786 we have have pulled down a little bit below that but that seems to be the trigger point now we are moving up a little bit Um, not hugely but we are of course pushing back to the over area and let me just grab this and flip it around and see if we're going to get a slightly different narrative on that basically the 236 pulling back down to the 236 really bouncing and finding resistance on the 382 and that coming in at three dollars and if I get that right for you guys three dollars nine um, and again up here at the 50% area of $3.79 is also a bit of a resistance blocker so um what we want to do is actually get past this um this 236 area of $2.26 but let's jump down into our hourly this is where we'll get most of the clarity and because we were actually tracking inside this kind of move right we can see this tracking down finding support on this lower bound we are of course oversold right now so we are looking to try to breach this downward trend and um, but there's a lot of work to do here with s I do think actually the volatility is a bit of an opportunity and um, considering what's going on in the background and the fact that we are looking to have that Dynaset launched latter part of the year which would be absolutely huge for retail investors and, and of course everything else that's going on with singularity net as well but if we just track this down a little bit we can obviously see that resistance really coming in at three dollars for 14. And getting rejected from here finding resistance again at $2.60 and right now really fighting to get then above the support levels of $2.31 so right now at $2.18 and um, being oversold we potentially should be looking to push up a little bit um, and see if we can breach this downward trend and um, as we take a look at this um, there is definitely a downward trend here this is interesting uh, Basically, it looks like we broke all the way down here in this triangle that was forming. Um I just grab my brush. I'm not going to draw this up in, in, in neatly, but there's basically a triangle right here um, and that we're breaking down from. And then um we'll basically look for this ABC and then this is interesting. I'm not sure what that was going on there, but then we also got this break to the upside. Um, and then we started to break back down again. So really unclear without a really good context of the of what's going on in the background and um, but basically it's definitely not looking um, that's an interesting one right there as well but um, right now I would say that we are looking to push up but we're not going to be pushing up significantly and we have the opportunity to break this downward trend and um, but if we don't have the sentiment just right yet and um, I don't think that there's a high probability of that just yet and um, but overall everything on Dow long term from a fundamental point of view is actually looking pretty good but technically there's not a lot we can do with the insufficient data that we actually have available to us. And we don't know if we've actually found the bottom on this just yet but we are consolidating on that two three six zone and but again we are tracking down um, and uh, we are it's just not looking very neat right now it's really hard to say for sure exactly what is going on Um, but again this could be actually a part of a big a bigger move with a big impulsive kind of move to the upside overall Um, and really pushing up to those higher numbers that we've been talking about previously. Um, But we're not gonna know this until we actually get as confirmed out of this trend that's currently forming to the downside. And this could be a big ABC correction by the way. Um, So it could be that we're actually in the middle of this. So we could be coming down to an A, a B and then we're waiting to finish off this C which could be this area down here, but the chances are that we might have to just pull back a little bit lower to a good support level, which would be um coming in at uh $1.56 and then that could basically trigger the the next impulse wave to the upside which would be full of uh, you know five impulse waves in themselves so um, we'll have to just see if this actually plays out whether we're going to pull back to that $1.56 whether or not we've actually already found the bottom of this C correction and then we start to move up but you know time will tell once we get a bit more data in here for singularity down just a little bit hard to actually make sense um, when the data is so fragmented as you can see from these candles. There is not really a lot that you can do with this when there's such insufficient amount of data available to us at the moment. These are just not useful until we actually get listed on some better exchanges um, and we're not actually using a calculation um, from Uniswap, for example. So right now, it's interesting to see that there is a rough downward trend that we are finding support on. We're looking to breach from this triangular wedge, um, but overall, when we do zoom out, it does look like it could be a part of a bigger impulsive wave. We obviously have our thoughts, Chris, um, on taking S SDAO um up to some interesting zones and um, we often said uh was it $40 or $30 i forget what did we say we're going to put it i think it?
1: it i think it was 40 nick
0: yeah so we have that kind of target in our mental mentally in our head that we could potentially be moving up um to that those kind of targets right but i think it could even potentially explode much higher than that um depending but if we do actually pull this back down a little bit lower um we could start to see a pretty interesting moves to the upside overall i mean this is um potentially leading us to some pretty good heights, but we'll have to see how that plays out and how things progress uh, on. But anything else you wanna add on SDAO, Chris?
1: Just a solid project, Nick, and um, we're gonna, you know, start to see the power of Estel over the, the coming months, I feel, and um, yeah, it's one that people should definitely be sort of doing some research on if they're not aware of what this project is and what they're looking to do, because um, again, it's another one of those projects that you know, is is needed in this space for retail investors for sure. It kind of levels that playing field. And um, you know, anything that does that, you know, it's got my back in. And um, you know, the team's solid as well. You know, we've met up with the the team, um, went to a to a, an event in, in London um with the team. Um so yeah really really good and obviously you know um as Nick's uh, mentioned in a members video that you know we're we're touching base with other Singularity um, projects that are going to be a- airdropping soon. So, um, yeah, lots of information and stuff to, to come. Obviously, we're waiting for sign offs and everything before we can start talking about stuff, um, but it- it's an exciting time for, for Singularity, um, Singularity Net, Singularity Doubt and all of these other projects that are going to kind of make up that, that Singularity family. Um, so, yeah, immense stuff coming, guys
0: yeah it really is it's going to be um it's going to be pretty
1: epic chris it is just like the video that went out at like <laughs> quarter past uh yeah I know, I know right <laughs> so
0: I, I just saw the comment in the in the live chat here epic games uh, ftw <laughs> um, so do check that video out uh, interesting stuff right chris
1: yeah it definitely is and um yeah it, i guess it's a step forward but it is only one step forward and i expect there to be at least another two um and for me, you know, the gaming sector um uh, when it comes to, to crypto is a a sector that you know is a bit like the sponsorships, like we see crypto.com sponsoring uh you know sponsoring UFC, Formula One, uh, ourselves and various other people, right? Like um this stuff leads to to people seeing um that wouldn't normally see crypto, crypto related products and services and all this sort of stuff and i think it's very much the same with with games people are unknowingly starting to dip their toes into the world of nfts and cryptocurrency and i think this is you know going to lead to to you know a, a speeding up of uh, adoption for for crypto mass adoption so um i expect the the gaming um projects to retrace far less than say your traditional projects within this space um I caveat that with only the games that are solidly um, you know, played, they're solid games um, where there's real world transaction volume in them, right, from real players. Um, those are the, the, the projects that aren't going to retrace because you know, those players are going to be playing those games regardless of any cycle so you know that's my logic behind it anyway um you know i'm not a big gamer i'm not gonna pretend that i am um but you know do let me know what projects people you know are getting sort of um, deep into and they have got a lot of transactional volume because those are the ones i'm interested in super um so we have a super chat from brian really appreciate that there was no message there but uh e w t t a please is what he's written underneath
0: yeah, so this is Energy Web Token. Now I'm not overly familiar with this one, um, but obviously I can do a little bit of TA. But very similar to SDAO, there isn't exactly a lot of information available to us. There's more more data, mm-hmm. but it's not the best. So we've got 418 days, okay, basically just running from August 2020 which we know was actually the point where we started to see a correction um, for the most part. So what I will assume is had we had more data, uh, we'll give it a rough kind of idea that we are following these five impulse waves. Um, with that being said, I don't think this is actually going to be something that we would actually have seen, but we'll just kind of say, there was one, there was two, they weren't pushed up to three, but then wave four completely invalidated the entire move. And then therefore there is no five, okay? And what we mean by this is, work um, like most projects are following these kind of five impulse waves to the upside um, energy web token is not and that is because wave four should never cross wave one so therefore there was a theoretical kind of top that would have been up here right and um, that obviously hasn't happened and so therefore there are no impulse waves um, not for this particular project so now we're trying to think about okay well if it's not an, an impulsive wave what is actually going on here there's no cup and handle that wouldn't work either Um what else is there that could potentially be looking like we are pushing back to the upside well there's an abc correction we can see that there and that could lead us into thinking there's something else going on so and um, to start with we obviously have um uh, an a a b and a c okay and then we look to push to the upside now in these kind of patterns if this is what we're looking for then uh, we obviously have a bigger this could be a bigger part of a, a bigger wave right here's a then we have a b Uh, and then we have a C back to the upside, right? So there could be an ABC in that direction as well, which can, could then actually form a part of a much bigger kind of pattern in itself. And so at the moment, what I'm trying to guess what I'm trying to say here is there's insufficient data to really be conclusive over what is going on right now on our daily chart, but let's take a look at the hourly and see if that gives us any more clarity. It was a good surge here. Okay, so let's go and take a look at that. And so basically running from a nice low area of $9.93 uh, I think that was nine dollars ninety three. Low of nine ninety three. Yep. Yeah. And um, so we take that and we push it up to the high point, and that was actually a high of thirteen dollars twenty three. Okay, and if we actually pull that there, that's a 33% move. Okay, and uh, basically that happened in a very short space of time. And then from there, we have obviously, of course, you know, pulled back from that high area down to where we're trading today, uh, losing 18%. Okay, so uh, in order to really understand that, we'll throw the volumes in here. We can see good volume coming in, huge volume kind of taking that price and pushing it to the upside, Um, and then basically pulling right back, volume drops off selling pressure builds up but the selling pressure doesn't last it starts off climbing uh, with the initial kind of sell, and then actually loses its momentum allowing us to protect the price here and then we start to see some spikes in selling again and basically pulling us down and then over this side we can see that basically the volume increased with higher selling pressure taking that price down further. Um, but when we actually take a look at that stochastic on the hourly, we're incredibly oversold so now we're looking to push up but what we're waiting for here in the volume is that good sentiment to come and take us in and see if we can get a good recovery a V bottom or something to that effect and again that would actually then come back into our daily view right where we talk about what's going on most recently with this particular uh, motion to the upside obviously we had that big a b uh, and potentially a c wave to the upside which would be a full of uh, impulsive waves um, which, if we grab that, we would see basically a, a one, potentially a two, a three, a four. And a five inside that C wave, that C correction wave to the upside. And um, so interesting stuff potentially on the horizon here, but not a huge amount of data points to kind of give us some good understanding as to what patterns are going on. With that being said, though, if we actually go ahead and throw some horizontal rays on here, we can analyze some of these key areas for us. So $18.40, we actually change this into our yellow. And um, we want to make sure that we obviously are aware of some potential resistance. Now, That's up here and what we've got this major kind of resistance blocker before wicking up above it and actually then just getting these two wicks um, basically setting up that higher zone for us. And then as we pull back down, we obviously found that there was a bounce. We bounced up and we pushed to this area here. And if we actually take um, from the high, uh, a fib, so we take the high and we come down to the low and we can see that we bounced up, we hit the 382 and then we fell back down again, right? But we haven't set a a lower low, we actually set a, a higher low and basically then started this trend and so we'll grab that and we'll throw that on and so we can see that there's a trend line forming here Um, and again there's a potential trend line forming to the downside over this side as well Uh, that's actually looking pretty strong from that kind of perspective now if this is a part of an ABC and that could actually then be a big A B C correction in itself we could potentially see let me grab that. If that is our bigger A wave with a B wave, then a C wave testing this lower test again, and that could potentially be forming a part of uh, an impulsive wave to the upside, Um, and then we go this, this down, that becomes your A, that becomes your B, that would become your C, potentially a D here with an E at the latter part of the triangle, uh, and again this would then be your signal to push us back to the upside and um, so that could be a bigger play that could be going on but again we won't know for certain until we actually see if we test this C range down here uh, and again if we actually throw this in we can take a look at she got that right there i think that's actually in the face bear with me grab that i think that would be over here um where we then actually grab an A, B, C, so uh, an A, B, C, and then obviously as we start to think about where things are going from here, uh, we come up, we have the A, we have the B, we have the C, um, and again we come back down, we have the A, B, the C, and then this potentially could be again an A, a B, and a C up, and then again finishing this off with an A, B, C. Uh, and again that could be something that could play out uh, and could take us to those next levels but it's really hard without, without really getting that kind of context over what's going on it's like I say it's not a part of a bigger a bigger pattern um, but we're only really part way through this so this could be one play and it could be something completely different uh, and something that we just haven't actually seen and play out just yet but uh, I guess the next thing to watch out for is whether or not we actually have this bigger pullback coming back down to $5.25 before we actually go up and see if we can actually complete this uh this triangle and then move on out of this zone. Um but Chris, anything else you want to add on on this particular project?
1: Um no I don't think there's anything that I, I can really add to to that one, Nick. Um yeah, don't really know a great deal about that one. <clears throat> okay so there YouTube's up to to its uh you know serious games again in the background. Um because I have many channels open on my extremely long screen. Um I have seen that somebody's had a question uh, and YouTube's decided that no, no, you can't ask that question. Hey. But YouTube doesn't know that I've got this other chat room open um, and I can see the question and I am going to answer it. So the question was, Nick, um, what are our thoughts on IDOs? Well, what are your thoughts on IDOs, Chris? So my thoughts are they're good. If you couple getting involved in them with research of the project, Um, and I think you know, there's many learnings to to be had when it comes to to IDOs because you normally see the price spike as soon as it all goes live. Um, But you know, there are IDOs that we've been involved in, Nick, that you know they don't actually go live on exchanges for like what feels like an eternity. So you're left holding these tokens that you can't get rid of until they list it on an exchange or I don't know, a, a, you know, a centralized or decentralized exchange. Right. Whatever. Um, so I think you've got to couple it with your your um, research. Make sure that you've got a good understanding. And what I always say about this is, you know, it's really important to um, ask questions if the information isn't available ask the questions so you know get involved in their telegram groups uh, their amas if the projects have them which they all tend to Um, you know get involved in um, the discords and the twitter pages that they have ask the questions do it in sort of broad daylight so everybody else can see your, your questions and you know if those questions aren't answered to a satisfactory level then you just don't get involved right and I think these are the things that you you've got to do you know check to see whether that you know what their future listings for exchanges are when are they likely to be you know have they had any um, audits done you know one from a security standpoint on the code, have they had any um, audits done on the team? So you know, like they have to pass KYC, and you know they can't just do a rug pull and and stay anonymous and and that side of things, right? So, um, yeah, I like IDOs as long as it's the right projects. Um, I think you know, you like I say, you need to do your research on them. The things that I'm not fond of as a validator um, is the SP IPOs. I think that's what they are, Nick, aren't they? Yeah, ISPOs. Um, ISPOs. That's the one, and um, that's where basically they run uh, a stake pool um, to, you know, basically get people to delegate. That's really frustrating uh, as a validator because you know it costs money to run servers. Um, you know, you have to spend time uh, and effort and, and keep all the code and everything up to date. You have to keep it secure. Um, you know samples you're having to to every what is it like 18 hours you know manipulate the number of keys in order for for people to um you know get optimum rewards and to have a big company or project um come in and take basically take all of your your, your validators i say all it's, a, it's an exaggeration but you know a large number of them and leave you sort of like you know with surplus servers you you no longer have requirement for but you're contracted to still have them you know it's very very frustrating and obviously you know from from ourselves like our standpoint we're able to absorb some of that cost that's fine but there are other validators that perhaps can't right and um you know I'm, i'm less fond of those um particularly when you're losing the native token um as well from from a standpoint i mean anybody that you know got into to to one of these uh for ada for example potentially paid way over the top for some of these tokens um because of the price discovery that ada had in that time period right and we've seen that quite a lot um and then you normally go see these uh projects then go on to do uh, an IDO on a launch pad as well you know because ultimately that wasn't enough they need more money um so you know those things are you know things that i i don't really like uh, i would look at launch pads a lot of these launch pads do cover um a lot of the stuff like i talked about like the audits and uh, the background checks and and that side of things to to safeguard um the investors through their platform obviously they're building brands as well it's important that those brands Uh, are represented in in such a way that you know keeps people going and returning to 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 their site their launch pad right so um yeah i'm fond of them um but there is a time for them Uh, the time is really in your your ball run for for my opinion or if it's just an absolute gem of a project um you know it's going to do really well in a bear market um and you're going to get it super cheap um but yeah it does come with risks though Absolutely. What, what, anything you want to add, Dick? I kind of feel like I. No, 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 to be fair, that's you know, that
0: that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I was reading the, the live chat, though, Chris. It's almost time for TA on USDT.
1: Yeah, it almost is. Almost and you're going time, to do guys. that in a Hawaiian shirt, aren't you?
0: Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. You will. Um, I'm going to order it for you.
1: <laughs> I might even get it custom made for you.
0: <laughs> um but yeah guys, uh really appreciate that. We've uh smashed past the ninety thousand subscriber level. Um so we're now edging our way closer to that hundred K where of course I will be wearing a Hawaiian shirt rather than the standard black shirts and doing technical analysis on USDT. And I think it's gonna be a bit of a, a nail biter whether or not we're gonna make profit, whether we're gonna see some downward trends or some upward trends on the USDT chart. Um but you know, stick stick with us for another ten thousand subscribers and we'll get that one covered.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely something that's uh, going to happen for sure. Um, so lots of people asking for um, an MTV update.
0: Yeah, Nick. I've um, have a I, I've been a little bit uh, out of kilter. Like everything's been out of sync at the moment with Chris being ill. I was ill. Um, MTV. When did I last do a technical analysis on MTV? It could be due tomorrow morning. To be fair. Um, so I try to do it every 48 hours and yeah, so I'll be dropping MTV in the morning, guys. Um, I'll get that one done.
1: Cool. Super. And then there was one other, which was Varsity. V-R-A. Yeah. Um, we haven't recovered that one all that much, but we do like the project, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do some TA and then we sort of bring it to a, to a close? We'll do this for, for Gib, who was a member of Cheeky Crypto. But he's left us, but he's in the stream today. Great to have you with us. Okay, cool. Um, so let's
0: let's just dive down. I haven't looked at the chart for a while, so bear with me. Um, so let's take a look. We have a varsity to paired up with tether uh, this is the daily chart kucoin is the data source we obviously have those five impulse waves that we've been talking about um as for for most of these uh kind of waves to the upside the fourth wave correction did present itself with a buy zone uh for those people who are familiar really checking this area you can see that we really bottomed out in that buy zone uh a few wicks coming in dropping down nice and deep before we then went and triggered up this nice impulsive wave to the upside for wave five. Now, the good news is that actually this has progressed quite nicely um, and it's a huge, <laughs> huge uh, kind of like uh, pattern that kind of formed here. Um, so let's actually get into this in a bit of detail, right? So let's um, let's start off with, with what's actually going on here with Varsity. So uh, obviously the buy zone just at the bottom here, we mentioned this a couple of times, obviously wicking into that zone, but um, above and beyond that, let's first of all, just analyze uh, what's been going on just here here it's an interesting kind of pattern so uh, what the first thing we'll do is we'll take hold of our arc uh, and we'll throw on this area just here we'll pull this down really bottom out that um, that cup just there uh, and again we can see what happened with our handle just over here and then we got the breakout of that handle as we pull that down okay so we can see a nice cup and handle pattern uh, and this allows us then to think about where things are going to go next we'll take that fib we're going to take it from the top of our handle and pull it down to the bottom of our cup and again i'll grab that horizontal ray that we did earlier and we'll just drop that right about there which gives us our price expectation for the completion of this pattern. Okay, so almost there. That's just good news, right? So let's take hold of my brush. Uh, we can see right here is the target: seven point five cent for the cup and handle. Taking a look at our daily stochastic RSI, right the way down to the oversold area. This thing is about to pop to the upside. And looking at this chart here, based on the cup and handle pattern breaking out here, consolidating, back testing on the previous top of the um, handle and now we're looking to basically push up towards our target of 7.5 cent and probably if we're being brutally honest to you uh, with you the 1.618 at 8.6 cent I do anticipate probably blasting through here and really taking out our first price target now as we were reviewing what's going on with the bigger picture we zoom on out what do we see here? Well, we see huge impulsive waves, right? So, we can take our Elliot impulse waves. So, inside each of these impulsive waves, you'll often find impulsive waves, right? There's waves within waves and so, we actually have from the bottom of four up to uh, basically the beginning of September, uh, which is basically your impulsive wave one, coming down in September to the bottom of our handle is impulsive wave two. We'll then be pushing up probably up to about the two point six one eight, um, for impulsive wave three, pulling back a little bit, um, probably to the previous one point six one eight for wave four, and then peaking up, completing the uh, total fifth wave with a, a fifth wave in itself, and taking us up to twenty one point three cent that would basically be completing the entire ball run now obviously um, we'll be looking for various different pans on that journey you know even aside of these waves there'll be additional waves etc., etc., etc. and don't want to bore everyone but basically a huge impulse wave to the upside huge cup and handle targeting 7.5 and the Fibonacci extension uh, 1.618 showing us with 8.6 but could we go potentially any higher this is where a trend based fib comes in if we take the trend from the bottom of wave two just at the bottom here take into consideration the trend to the upside originally uh, and then pulling down for a correction what does this actually show us it shows us actually moving up slightly higher not too much higher but a total of twenty-four point four cent. and again looking at our cup and handle where we're consolidating right now guys happens to coincide uh, to co- basically co- coincide with our 100 move of that trend if I actually grab my horizontal ray and mark that up um actually before i do that i'm just going to make sure i get these on point let me just check quickly make sure i am as accurate as i can be with this one so we can make sure that they are uh on point so we can just check that um that's looking pretty tidy Um, and this one here should be there and we come on down we can do this there that in and obviously as we come down we can check make sure we grab that on there perfect right um so now obviously we have a more accurate kind of um chart we can take hold of our horizontal fray and we'll paint that right there so we can find that resistance um what I'll now do is uh just to actually take that off of the chart so we don't have to clog up and um, but basically what we can see is the resistance level was found exactly on the 100 move and um, based on the trend okay so um, again i don't tend to like to do this i like to undershot it so we can be pessimistic rather than too optimistic but right here you can see that we wicked right up found the resistance uh, which was the 100 move based on the trend we overwicked it and then we pulled back down consolidating taking us down into the oversold area and now we're looking for that big push to the upside to complete the pattern ultimately the daily charts looking pretty good and we're looking for good indication to move on further up now as we come back into our hourly chart and we take a look at that in a little bit more detail we can find good support is being found down here so we'll just quickly mark that up right there so we can see uh, basically a good support level that's been tested multiple times over here 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 and here and now we're looking for that growth right we can see that we're correcting down and whilst we we're actually lowering our stochastic we're pushing the price up that's actually pretty good and we can do and check this on the volume the volume pushed up and the volume dropped down as we lower our stochastic even though we push up and consolidate the price nicely protecting us and moving us up to the next level right now I'd say we're looking to complete this kind of push to the upside and uh, we obviously have a uh trend line here we can see that I completely got broken and this is now the next step and um, ultimately if we actually have this impulsive wave to the upside um really pushing us up here let me just check what we've got Yeah, no, I'd say that's pretty pretty good for that breakout. We should probably see that within the next kind of 24 to 48 hours. I would have thought um, overall in line pretty much with uh, what is going on with our daily chart. I'd say that everything's looking pretty good for, for Varsity right now. And everything's looking pretty good to continue this move to the upside. Hopefully people were able to take advantage of that buy zone as we continue the growth here and continue to push up towards our 21 cent area. You'll notice how I took the other fib off, right? And with the expectation of maybe pushing just a little bit higher, and overextending into that 24 cent area which would be based on the trend of wave three and wave four um anything else you want to add chris on varsity i can't hear you so i'm going to guess you muted yourself
1: yeah still got that pesky cough nick so um yeah nothing to, to really add on on varsity it's not really one that i follow that closely uh i'm not invested in it i have no plans to invest in it um, not that it's a bad project, I do like it, but yeah, it's just one of those doesn't resonate with me. Um, but yeah, overall, nothing to, to add apart from YouTube are still at it. They still remove people's comments. There's not really a lot we can do about it. Um, we've got a backlog of, uh, I don't know how many, um, comments, Nick, mostly scammer comments, because that's basically what YouTube is trying to, to push out. Outwards, so people aren't harmed. Um, but in doing that, um, a lot of people's messages um, get sort of put over there. Now, if you write vulgar, hurtful, or deemed harmful stuff, then that all gets filtered into a separate bucket that Nick and myself just don't look at.
0: Basically, Not- yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with
1: us. This is YouTube's stuff, which is to protect. I guess YouTubers' mental health or something, because like I don't understand why they would do it. Um, personally, but you know maybe that's why. Um, so yeah, part and parcel of YouTube, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool, um, but Chris, we've been going for about an hour now. I know there is one other super chat on there for um, OXT, um, so we'll probably have to park that one until the next stream. So do join us on Friday, and uh, we'll we'll do that. But again, we have a very similar problem with this one uh, in the fact that it isn't a huge amount of data. So um, yeah, I think we've got a total of what three hundred and yeah 391 days it's just not really enough information to give us a good accurate picture of what structures have actually been forming um but we will do a little bit of ta on the next stream so do join us on that one and uh, we'll get that one covered straight away but anything else
1: you want to add chris no just uh thanks for all the support it's really appreciated obviously you know we've hit that milestone of 90,000 subscribers which is you know it's just a crazy number of subscribers and uh you know we we both weren't expecting that at all were we nick when we uh set up the channel so yeah big thank you to to everybody um it's much appreciated um and hopefully you know once we we're fully recovered uh from our uh man flu uh scenarios we can uh sort of catch up with a lot of the messages and comments um we have fallen massively behind um, particularly with like Facebook um, messages I haven't really had a chance to even get involved in those ones just yet Uh, you know the bigger bigger the channel gets the harder it is to keep up is kind of my point but we are um, you know we we will endeavor to answer every single uh, DM and message that we do get but just bear with us Absolutely. Guys, if you have found this stream useful,
0: informative, maybe even entertaining at times, hit that like button. I can't believe this is the first time I've actually said it, Chris. Normally, I start the stream with that just not with it and um, then hit the like button. We appreciate that and I like to think that you guys appreciate it too. If you happen to be new to the channel, then why not jump on the subscriber train? It hasn't actually pulled into the station today, but um, do feel free to come ahead, subscribe, tap that bell, select all notifications and in doing so, you'll be notified of three videos that we do a day. Um, for all the other videos, you'll have to go to your subscription feed and make sure that you're up to date with everything that we are actually doing. We drop about five to ten videos really depending on what's going on with the markets or the various Various different news articles that are kind of coming to our attention, and um, but obviously, you're not going to get a notification for all of those videos, you're only going to get a maximum of three notifications. So, it's important that you select all notifications when you do subscribe so we can keep you up to date as best we can. And obviously, if you're not notified, make sure you check that subscription feed and check the channel page because there will be a lot of content potentially that you are missing out on. Uh, with all that said, done and out of the way, though, guys, I hope everyone has a fantastic day, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.